Hello, soccer players. Welcome back to another episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience Podcast. Today, Andy and I, we have a special episode for you. It's about bouncing back from failure. Specifically, if you didn't make the team, you didn't make, get the contract you needed, or if you made the starting lineup, but you messed up in the, the 20 minutes that they gave you to shine. We're going to talk about how to handle this emotion that you're feeling when you didn't, make that, you didn't meet that expectation. Um, specifically, we're going to talk about how to reframe do those emotions and then use that to set up like smart goals. And we're going to talk about many other things. Uh, without further ado, let's get to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Annie, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how are you doing today, man? Chilling, man. You know, I'm not on lockdown yet, uh, but <laughs> uh, I'm still going to work despite the, the craziness, despite the coronavirus craziness. Patient are still coming in. I'm still surprised. I treated a 85 year old today, and those people are not supposed to be coming, but for some reason they keep coming. And my boss is is not is not closing his door. His door is still open. What about <laughs> Bro, you, man? How, how things have affected you? <laughs> I, I would talk about me in a second, but remember two weeks ago when we had a uh, Dr. Adaljan and. Oh, After yeah. he hung up, we were like, man, that guy was kind of intense. He was kind of gassed up talking about the coronavirus, saying inevitable, countrywide, widespread, a massive change. And we were both like, man, like, all right, like, yeah, the dude's a doctor. He knows what he's saying. But like, maybe he was a little bit, a little bit too much. And yeah. here we are. Here we, we are, we, man. We there. I just didn't like the way he, um, he presented the information he was just like here it is this is what's going to happen bam 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 and we're like yo like wine and dine me at least man like don't give me the news like that but hey this is what sometimes in in those moments of crisis you, you that's what you need true true but uh on my end i had um five weeks left in my clinical rotation my last one and it was canceled by both my site and my school so that's um, crazy their whole mindset was from the facility standpoint that um, they needed to reduce the amount of outside exposure and um, they were canceling students because of that. And the school's mindset was we need to keep all of our students safe. And I recognize both of those points of view. So I am currently back in New Jersey recording from my room, nice. which is a very, very nice feeling. And, great um, internet. Great internet. My microphone <laughs> is here. Everything's oh, fully charged. And I'm happy to be in one place for, for at least a month. That's so, nice, man. Yeah. That's nice how they just try and keep you safe by not having you be exposed to patients and whatnot. That's just good. I wish um, they were going to do that for me, but, you know, the other 
part is I'm an adult and I need an income. Mm. So how do you, you know, small business has a, they have a hard, they, they have it hard, man. Like it's, what do you do? Do you lay off all your employees and take a hit and risk shun down the whole business? Or do you take precautionary measure? Whichever way it is, I think um, things are going to get shut down at some point. Yep. If they don't contain this. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to extreme sure. measures. Well, today we're talking about bouncing back from failure, right? So um, I know you had a story about how you were receiving messages from someone yeah. who was struggling with this. What was that all about? So um, this episode is, is, is not just for... The, 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 the case in point here is a, is a teenager. I believe he's like 16. And um, he's in Europe. And he's, you know, he, he's just so hung up on performance like he wants to be the best he wants to he wants to meet his expectation every time he's on the field like he has like you know he he wants to score goals like he he showed he sent me films of him playing and you can even do in the film you can see how you know he's not really stiff because he's just the, the pressure is just too much he's he puts so much on his plate like in terms of like what he needs to do like these kids always want to make, he wanted to make the team. He would want to play more than just 15 minutes. He, so much pressure, so much pressure. And he keeps telling me that he's one of the fastest and one of the best dribblers in the team. He doesn't understand how he's not making the team. He doesn't get it. There are other kids that are slower than him that just gets full playing time and he just doesn't get it. And He's just, he's, he got to a point where he's just so negative. Every time he's, he's just anger, he's just disappointment. So that's this, this why, you know, I, we, I wanted to do this episode today. And I know there's a lot of people who are experiencing similar situation whenever, um, whenever they're playing a sport. You know, there's, it's competition. You know, you, you're comparing yourself to other people. Um, you want to make the team, you want to be the guy, you, you, you want to, you want to shine and you're not shining. And as a result, frustration comes in, you know, I don't know if you have a a story like that, but this, this podcast is for, you know, those, those kind of, I don't want to say failures, but those kind of setbacks, you know, how do you deal with those setbacks? That's what we're going to talk about. I don't know and if those setbacks a... are like they're they're very common, and it it's not even soccer specific, really, right? Like in yeah. life, like you're gonna get failure, and if you haven't yet, then like trust me, it's on the way. Um, so in this episode, we're gonna talk about a few things, and we're specifically gonna link them to the game of soccer, but you could definitely use them outside of that as well. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, the emotion. Uh, that you feel when you're not meeting, when you're not meeting expectation. I mean, your expectation, not the coach expectation, your expectation to say the least, like for example, making the team, um, being a stunning lineup, um, get to the college or the get recruited to that division one school that you needed, get the contract. If you get those setbacks, if you, if you don't get those things that you wanted, then, Eventually, what comes in is um, depending on the person, of course, but usually you get a negative spree of emotions like anger, frustration, 
and some people get super depressed. Um, so it's, it's on a case by case. Um, some people are more resilient and some people, you know, they, you know, they feel that negative emotion for weeks and months and it can turn into something chronic and that's what you don't want. So what you want to do during those, during those time is you, you want to take notes of this emotion that you're feeling. Like I know you probably heard heard of this a bunch of time, but yeah, you wanna you wanna take note, just not just feel the emotion, but you know, pay attention to what you're feeling. So, huh? For example, okay, I didn't make the team. I'm I'm frustrated. I'm sad. All of a sudden, I feel worthless. I feel like shit. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? I'm worthless. You know, the self-deprecating behavior shows up. Then you wanna take a pause and just like think about, huh? Why am I thinking this way? Mm. There's no reason for me to to feel. I know the anger. Okay, I can understand it because you know it, you're gonna feel it. But there's also the 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 dangerous one, the self-deprecating one, where you you start thinking you you start thinking you're worthless. You got to pay attention to those. You got to write them down. It's a very powerful thing to do to just write down these emotions on a piece of paper. Okay, what what am I feeling? Anger, sadness frustration, um, low self-esteem. Okay. Why am I feeling this way? Oh, because of this and this and this. Okay. All right. Let's just, let's just switch it up a bit. How can I feel a different way? Like, how can I feel? Okay. Why, why am I feeling this way? First of all, because I didn't do this. Okay. I can't, can I change it up to a point where, okay, maybe this was too much right can i get can i can i move into a smaller smaller steps a smaller goal we're going to talk about goals in a minute like any even if you don't have to doesn't have to be like a systematic it could be a systematic but it doesn't have to be systematic as it is just just write down what you're feeling and just think about it why am i feeling this way Hmm. okay damn and then next thing you know the emotion passes yeah, and I think that when you're taking notes and you're you're journaling everything that you're feeling, your emotions should definitely be expressed because you need some sort of outlet to do that. And like you said, you also want to write down some of the things that, okay, why am I feeling this way, right? So the example where, um, let's say you were trying out for the team and you didn't make it, right? Um, what I think is a really, really good thing to do right there in that moment is start by writing down your emotions and then say, okay, let's break this down into as much detail as possible. Let's break it down. Why I didn't make the team? Um, was it because of fitness, right? And what can I do to improve my fitness? Was it because the coaches didn't like me? Mm-hmm. What can I do to improve my relationship with the coaches? What could, uh, let's say I was playing um, 7v7 and nobody passed me the ball, so I couldn't show my, my skills off, right? What can I do in the next instance to improve my relationships with my teammates before that even happens? That is a right? big one. That's a big one that people don't talk about. You got to talk to your teammate. If your teammates are not passing you the ball, you got to talk to your teammate and ask why exactly you're not passing them the ball. What's going on here? Did you see a different play? Where should I be? Where should I not be? It will be really helpful if you talk to your teammates. Some people don't like to talk to the coaches, but you, you can talk to your teammate. For sure. And 
there there are so many things when whenever there's there's any sort of failure it's very rare that there's only one reason behind it um and that's true for for any field so it's up to you as the player to say i need to figure out everything that went wrong everything that didn't go my way so i can fix every single one of those things so next time when i'm in this situation i'm in a much higher chance of succeeding that is true in in specific to um the the example i gave earlier that kid who didn't make the team um he he, he sent me sent me a video of him um playing and a couple plays and i noticed every time he gets the ball his first instinct is just to dribble if we if first thing is to dribble and if he had just look up and see you should have seen the ford actually wave at him to signal him that he's going to make a run a nice little mm. two ball very easy two ball and then when i told him hey why didn't you why didn't you do the, that two ball there he's like what two ball Oh. So even yeah, he said what tubo? I don't I don't see it. So even when he's watching himself in the tape, he's not even watching where um he went wrong. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's not watching where he went wrong. He just he's he's not watching no, I'm sorry, he's not watching where he could have done better. He's just focusing on where he went wrong. Mm. And this is another thing. If you have tapes, guys, if you don't just keep focusing on where you went wrong, you have to switch it up to Okay, how can I do better? For sure, yeah. How can I do better in the next play? You know, I didn't make the team. Okay, like Andy said, how, how do I do better? When you ask those questions, when you reframe and say, okay, not what did I do wrong, switch it to how can I be better? How can I improve? And then once you switch that into this positive framework, then all of a sudden you start going to get quite, you're going to get questioned. Oh, how do I improve? Like Andy said, um. I noticed I gassed up like 15 minutes into the game. Maybe my fitness is, is no good. Or how do I improve? Uh, I kept my head down every time I got the ball. Hmm. Maybe I need to work on my vision. Okay. Yeah. I need to, who can help me with vision? What resources? Where are the resources to help me with vision? Might be, you might need to train, change your training. When you're training with the ball by yourself, you have to, keep reminding yourself to keep your head up if you can't do that hmm who can help me you see the moment you switch it into a positive how do i improve how do i make my teammate better how do i help keep my coach happy then positive you start getting tons of answers on yeah. as to how to improve and now that you guys have identified things you can improve on what you can do is set some goals and when you're setting goals, it's very, very important for them to be goals that are what we call SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So let's take, for example, um, a fitness goal. And let's say you want to score, um, you want to get to a 10.0 on the beep test, right? So just saying I want to improve my fitness isn't good enough. Right. So let's take, I want to improve my endurance and turn it into a smart goal. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, I want to improve my endurance, say, I want to get to a 10.0 on a beep test um, within the next six weeks 
so that I can improve in my, my agility and my, in my endurance on the field. So that way it's more specific and six weeks down the line, you can say, okay, did I improve my, did I truly improve my fitness instead of it being, okay, maybe I feel like it got better or somebody told me it was better. You're like, no, there's something here that is numbers based. That is objective. Mm -hmm. That says my fitness really did get better. So when you break down your list of causes as to um, why you failed in the first place or why you didn't succeed, you set goals for each of them. And that way you have something to measure yourself off of. Exactly. Once you have identified what you need to do, then you need to write down specifically how you're going to do it. Is it specific? Is it measurable? You know, is it attainable? Some people <laughs> write down goals that are just way too big. Now you're not going to be able to attain it. And then is it relatable to a certain things that it to what you identify was your weakness? And then is it, is it time? If you don't, if it's not time, it's, it's just simple wish. If you have a goal and you, you, you don't have a, a set time to accomplish it, then it's just, you're just wishful thinking. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to work on it. Yeah. And when it happens, it happens. No, 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 no. You ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> That's a really good point. And you ain't got that kind of time. Little Timmy's little Timmy's doing extra practice to take your spot. <laughs> you got yep. you you gotta you gotta time that thing. For you sure. Gotta give yourself especially some time. as as players go into summer training, like, yo, we got twelve weeks, right? There's no time. If 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 you don't set these goals on week one, you can set them on week four, five, six, but like, damn, you just missed out on, on half the summer there. You know, it's important to set these some gains. at day one. Missed out on a lot of gains. So, yeah, if your goal is not time, guys, if you don't have a specific timeline for a certain thing you want to do, it's just wishful thinking. Yep. And after you, you set your goals, um, just know that, you don't have to specifically achieve each one at the end because you need to be a little bit flexible with your options for success, right? So let's say you set a strength goal, you set an endurance goal, you set an agility goal, and you make two out of three, right? You say, okay, I made two out of three. I made my strength and endurance, but I didn't make my agility. Um, now I have something that I can work on in my next eight weeks that I already have a good baseline for. Right. So it's not all about I didn't make my goal. It's more about the goal made me accomplish or set in motion a really good process, which put me in a position where I can mm -hmm. continue to work on it in the future. That's true. Scott, you got to be flexible, guys. You can't be a hard ass. Now I'm <laughs> going to go this way and this way. And that's it. No other way. There's no way to get rich. Not just one way. Many way to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. The last one is uh, once you once you're able to to set that 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 goal, um, now you gotta have smaller goals to that will lead up to the ultimate goal. Like you set up goal A, okay, then you gotta set up um set up like smaller goals that will eventually lead to the bigger goal. Like small steps at a time, you know. If if some if some goals are some goals are in decent enough, but it may seem too big. But if you break it down into smaller steps, it's like a video game. You go level mm -hmm. one, level two, level three until you go to the level ten. You know, it, it's gotta be like that. It also keeps you motivated too. 
throughout the process saying, oh, okay, huh, I'm, I'm improving. It's one other way to track improvement as well. If the, the goal is a little bit too, not, not too big, but if it's, if it's too, if it's a little, it's, it's too big and, um, you know, you might be doing a lot of things to get to it, but it, you may seem like you kind of like all over the place. But if you set up, if you set up into, if you set it up into chunks, or you're just like meeting, meeting your, those chunks one step at a time, then you feel a little bit motivated to get to the big picture. For sure. So um, the kind of the last two things I have for y'all is take ownership, right? Take ownership over your situation. And let's take, for example, the, um, the instance where we talked about if he didn't make the team, right? Mm-hmm. There could be a list of 10 things that went wrong and God, honestly, nine of them weren't your fault, right? Let's say you did everything right and it just didn't go your way for whatever reason. The coach really has it out for you. You could go one of two ways. You can say, hey, this just isn't for me and I'm not going to do it. Or you could say, hey, I'm going to take ownership over everything that went wrong, even though it's not my fault. Um, Although it's something that is very, very tough to do, um, just like, at least for me, for example, like, I've had to do that in the past and it like, it kills me on the inside. Cause it's like, man, this really isn't my fault, but here I am like taking ownership over it. Um, it's tough to do, but it will get you to where you need to be in the end. And if that's what your goal is, then I would recommend to do that. Well said. And that's yeah. pretty much all we had today. I don't know if you had anything else, Andy, but that's all I had for them today. No, not really. Just, you know, when you're, when you're coming back from failure, um, do what I call like a root cause analysis, like what went wrong, list everything, and then make a plan to fix every single one of them and set goals for each of those. And that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then when you when you doing your root cause analysis, um, don't just focus on the, the thing that went wrong, the negative emotion um, solely. Once you identify what went wrong, then you got to ask, how do I get better? How do I make this better for next time? Once you start framing that positively, then a lot of answer, a lot of more questions will come. And those questions are the ones that's going to help you forward. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll see you all next week. All right. Peace.